Becky Gannon, and this is Mad About Miniatures. Today's guest, artist and miniaturist Beth Picard, caught my attention when I saw her beautiful miniature Chihuly-inspired chandelier in the two-story entryway of her dollhouse. Dale Chihuly is a famous glass artist whose work is in museums across the world and in the Bellagio in Las Vegas. His work is bold, beautiful glass installations, often made of hundreds of glass flowers. Beth's miniature tribute to him is amazing. Beth is an accomplished painter and caught the miniature bug about four years ago. Let's go talk to her and find out more. Hello, Beth. I'm so glad you could join me today. Hey, Becky. I'm so thrilled to be here. Well, I've been so excited to talk to you. I have lots of questions, and as usual, I'm just going to jump right in. The first thing that caught my eye on your account was your Chihuly chandelier. So tell me what inspired you to make the chandelier and a little bit about how you did it. What inspired me to do it is that I really love a challenge. And I wanted to do something I haven't seen anywhere else. And I hadn't seen one of those. And so I love Chihuly, too. I would love to see that museum. Isn't it in Seattle? It is in Seattle. And they have done a fantastic job sort of displaying it, too. They have an inside part and an outside part. And in the outside, they've arranged it in the garden. And they've done coordinating, you know, floral plantings. Yeah, I've seen some, you know, pictures of it. Right. And then the lighting and some of them are hung from the ceiling and in the inside. I mean, it it truly is spectacular. Well, I mean, I love his work. I think the first I ever saw is when my husband and I went to Las Vegas and the whole ceiling of the Bellagio lobby is all the flowers. And I have loved it ever since. I guess when I was thinking up what I wanted to do for my entrance hall, and I knew I had a two-story And my floors are 10 inches tall, so they're 20 inches. I needed something big. So I just thought I would try that. And it was a lot of experimentation to try to figure out what to do. And it ended up, all of my experiments ended up in the chandelier, even though they're all different things. Well, now, Beth, you're holding out on us a little bit because you didn't mention why you and your husband were at the Bellagio. (laughs) And I happen to know that there's a story there. Because I swore I would never get married in Las Vegas, but I did. Yes. Couldn't get married anywhere else. We couldn't figure it out. So third marriage. So we went to Las Vegas, got married, and we were staying at the Bellagio, and that's where I saw it. And so in a way, this is a tribute to your your wedding, right? Fifteen years ago, this 4th of July. Woo! Yeah, yes. I may set a record on this marriage. (laughs) Third one's the charm, right? That's right. It is. Well, I've been to the Bellagio, too, and it is amazing. And I guess one of the questions I have about your beautiful miniature chandelier is, how heavy is it? Because real Chihuly is glass and, and quite heavy. Is it light? Very light. I made the inside of it cut clear acrylic circles out of on my Glowforge. And then I put them together with some other clear acrylic little straight pieces, just glued it all together. So that's really light. And then I just glued all of the face in between. I think I have maybe four or five little circles graduating down to a small to the smallest. And so a lot of it's just air. 
then I just glued the flowers on the outside. And some of them are made out of, it's called Duralar paper. Okay. And you can paint on the paper. That's what it's for. And it's thin acrylic paper. And you can fold it and crimp it and everything in hot water and it'll keep its shape. Oh. I did a lot of those. I haven't worked with that. Oh, it's fun. You fold it and then you dip it in hot water? Well, I cut out flower shapes and then I folded it like in fourths, clipped it with a paper clip, and then I boiled some water in my measuring cup in the microwave and threw them all in there and left them for a little while and then pulled them out and undid them and opened and they, they keep their shape really well. Ooh, I have to go try that. So then because you can paint on it. And so I did try, I, I will say, I did not use all of those because I tried acrylic paint. I tried markers. I tried alcohol ink. And none of those looked good. So I ended up buying some stained glass paint. And that worked the best. Okay. That makes sense, actually. That alcohol ink is very transparent. You don't have a whole lot of control over it, especially not on that paper. It also fades. Alcohol ink fades. And so I did not I did not want to go to that much trouble and it fade out. Plus I think you and I are in agreement that colors are best when they're bright. Yes, I do love bright. I'm sitting on my hot pink ultra suede chaise right now that I bought at an antique store and the lady that owned it said, hey, how are you gonna recover that? I went, Recover it? I said, I'm buying it because it's this color. She was like, okay. <laughs> that is hilarious. When I bought my last dining room chairs, they had them in aqua leather. And of course, I ordered them like that. And he's like, you are the only person who has ever ordered them in aqua. <laughs> <laughs> he said, are you sure you don't want beige? I said, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, beige is like the dirtiest word in our house. <laughs> we do not say that word. That's forbidden. That's hilarious. So Yes. So you said you used the Duralar paper, and then I actually used some UV resin. Okay. And I did, the first thing I did is I dripped some, like, on wax paper, freezer paper. Yeah. I dripped some on there and let it dry a little bit, and then I tried to form it into some flowers. That worked mm, Okay. Not great, and but they're still on there. And I made some flowers out of air-dry clay. Then I made silicone molds and stuffed those in it. And then I put the UV resin in that. And that worked a little bit better. I got some good flowers out of that and painted those. And then the long, skinny, twirly things and a, maybe four or five flowers I cut out on my glow forge out of clear acrylic. And then I stood over the stove, you know, get it hot, and they will bend and melt. You can form them that way. Wow. So this was really a a lot of trial and error. A lot of error, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a lot of error in my trial and error, too. <laughs> yes. My husband gets a little nervous when I start working with plastic and fire and <laughs> everything in the kitchen. Oh, well, when I was standing over the stove heating the acrylic, my husband went, are you cooking? And I went, of course not, because he's our cook. I mean, he, oh. he goes to the grocery store and he cooks everything. I wanted to get like a little blowtorch once to finish, you know, creme brulee and creme brulee and 
My husband was like, I don't know, blowtorch. I'm a little clumsy. I'll just let the listeners know. I got one of those and I got it to make creme brulee. And now I use it for other stuff. Well, I'm just going to tell the listeners that you have one of everything because I have seen pictures of your workshop. It's sick. It is sick. After you showed your collection of, I particularly love to use spray paint for furniture because I do think it gives kind of the smoothest finish. I think you have more spray paint colors. You have more than my local craft store in spray paint. The only thing I probably have more of than you is I have not one, not two, but about five different shades of teal and turquoise spray paint. Yeah. Well, I got every color that they had. Most of that was for my art. I used spray paint a lot when I was painting because I did a lot of abstract and kind of wild looking stuff. So I really didn't buy that for my miniatures. But I have it. Right. And, you know, listeners, um, Beth has been an accomplished artist for a long time and had a bunch of successful art-based business. And I'm sure that's part of why you have such a lovely workroom. And did I read right that you're in five different workspaces? Uh, Oh, at least. (laughs) Yes, I think in that post I said what my husband, my my nickname is Fungus. Uh Because he said I creep from one room to the next with my stuff and it has creeped throughout the house well i mean i think any unused portion of the house and perhaps even used portions of the house are fair game right i agree i agree so i moved him out into one corner of the garage he has one little space there plenty of room took over his old office so i have that i have the garage i have the she shed and then i do use I have a lot of stuff in the den because I do stuff at night when I watch TV. How many houses do you have right now? I have one. My my granddaughter's dollhouse is still here at my house. That I That's how I got really going in this. Um, I finished one that my father had started for my old sister, who is 19 years younger than me. And he started for her in the 80s, and he never finished it. And he asked me if I wanted it for my granddaughter. I went, well, sure, I'll try. And I really had fun doing it. I learned a lot because I learned about how to wire. And of course, he helped me with a little teaching me some things to do. And then after I finished that, I built the base and the five rooms, just just the wood part of the five rooms on the one I'm working on now. Pretty much as soon as I finished hers, because I went, this is fun, but I want to build my very own. Because I had built one house, a real house. I drew the house plans, and I built, I was the contractor on it. And I love being the boss. Absolutely. And then I have added on to massively or completely renovated three or four other houses. And I've done it always from plans I've drawn. So I love doing that. And I just thought, well, I can do this in miniature. So not a kit. You designed it from scratch and are building it to your own specifications. Is that right? Yes, but I never drew out the entire plan. I just knew I wanted to start with the bottom, and I kind of knew what rooms I wanted on it. So every floor I go up, I go, okay, what am I going to put here now? So now I'm on the third floor. I've got, finally gotten to the bedrooms. Okay. And then I'll have one more above that, which will actually be under the roof. So it won't be a whole fourth. Okay. And how large will this be when it's completed? Well, my granddaughter's dollhouse, barely by less than a fourth of an inch, can get through a three-foot door. So we can't get it into any bedroom or anywhere, so it's in the dining room. 
And we had to take the front door off the hinges in order to even get it into the dining room because my, my studio in the garage has French doors on both sides, so it was easy getting it out. But we couldn't get it anywhere else in the house. And so I was determined that I was not going to have that problem. So it is 31 inches wide so that it can go through any 32-inch door. Excellent. It is five feet long, and it's probably going to be over four feet tall when I finish. Wow, that is a big and beautiful house. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> that is, that is, that's a monster. And it's getting heavier. <laughs> well, because you've built it out of solid wood, right? Yes. First two floors are pretty much out of half-inch plywood for the outside walls and things. Mm -hmm. And the third floor, I decided it was really, it's getting really heavy. So I decided I was going to try to build it like you build a real house with studs. Right. And then I can put thinner wood on the outside. And I always use mat board for my inside. I always paint my mat board. I cut it to fit wherever. I paint it flat. If I have any molding or anything that I want to put on it, I at least kind of drop it at flat and look at it. And then then I glue it to the wood mm. on the wall. But this way, I can glue it to the wood flat and get that all done and then put it up against the studs. And we'll kind of see how that works. Keep us surprised. It will be interesting. Yeah. So I've been reading about your secret bathroom. So tell me about the secret bathroom. Oh. It wasn't meant to be a secret, right? No, it was not. I mean, this is what happens when you don't draw plans and you don't think ahead, which is the story of my life. Anyway, I wanted the stair. I wanted a bathroom under the stairs in the entrance hall. And it just never occurred to me. And I worked so hard on that bathroom. It has the cutest wallpaper and it has two little tiny lantern kind of lanterns that I made that took me forever that no one now will ever see because you can't see it. You can see a little sliver of the wallpaper. Cannot see the sink or the mirror or the light fixtures because you can't get to it. And it's adorable with like pink and zebra. It's cute. But you do have a good picture of it. So when did you take that picture of it? I took the picture of it before I put the ceiling on the den. So I knew once I put the ceiling on, no one would ever see it again. Oh, so that is truly the last picture. That was it. Well, you know, we've all made some errors like that. And I can imagine it's hard to take a picture because in my flare house, I have a little nook under the stairs. It's not even a room. And it's very difficult to get that in the photos. It's hard taking pictures in the dollhouse anyway. It can be. Well, I did get a great tip, and I don't remember who had it or who said it, but they said to get one of those halo lights, and you could put that in front of your dollhouse and then take pictures, you know, through the middle of it, and oh. it lights it evenly. So, of course, I immediately went to Amazon and bought one of those, and I did get an inexpensive one. But also, I can put my phone in the middle of it if because I, I do want to do some of these tutorials, and I have started doing some. And it does. It, it diffuses the light just perfectly so they're not shadows, but it does help take great pictures of the inside of your dollhouse. That is a good tip. I saw something that said you wanted books. You love books. I love books, too. But did you really make 350 bucks in a couple of days? No, I've cut out oh, probably 500. I've probably actually finished maybe 30. 
And then I did find that to make the coffee table books, it's way easier to use foam core. They don't open, but at least they'll sit on the table. Nice. You know, flat. Yeah. Well, the ones with the pages don't do that. So, yes, I've been experimenting with that, too. Okay, I feel better because when you said something about 350, I've made a few books and they're time consuming. Oh, they take forever. But I have tons and tons and tons ready to be put together. Okay, so you're sort of working on an assembly line. I feel better because I have this big bookshelf. If I put all books in this, you know, that's a year. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your game room because I've been really inspired by it. And now I'm like, where can I put a game room? It's your first floor, right? And it's got, well, tell us everything it has. It, it, it was my first room. I knew that I wanted to do something fun like that, mostly because I wanted to build a Galaga machine arcade game because my son, who's now 33, saved all his money when he was a teenager because he wanted one and he bought one. And so we had it in our house and it was so fun. I mean, the real deal, the big one. And he loves it. He's got it in his house now, thank God, because it sure did live here a long time. So I knew I wanted to do that. I knew I wanted to build a pool table, which I have yet to do. But I did make a really cute pool table light because I went looking for that and found one that had two lights on the either end, but the middle was all the balls. Oh, cute. So I did that. But that was one of the very first things I made for this dollhouse. In my granddaughter's house, I didn't make anything. I bought all the light fixtures. The only thing that I personally made was the wallpaper because I used to do graphic design and I had a ton of designs. So I printed those out and used those, but I bought everything else for that house. I did not make anything. And this house, I'm trying to make everything. I've made all the floors. I've made every light fixture except two in the potting shed. But other than that, I've made all the other light fixtures. So I'm trying to make almost everything in this house. That's fantastic. Oh, I made a dartboard and um, I made a bar and I lit the bar from the bottom. If you're going to have a big basement, you've got to have a bar. And then I made a spiral staircase going up to my den. Yeah, I mean, it really checks all the boxes, this game room. And you even have, you have a dartboard and then tell us about the TV. The TV is actually my mother's old iPhone because she gave me this box full of stuff to get rid of. So I just built a frame and I actually have a tutorial for that on my YouTube. To ha- It was so easy. And then I just slide the phone in and out, turn it on and put Netflix on it. And it looks just like TV. It does. It really adds a lot of life to the room. It, it really is funny. And everybody that sees it. When it's on and you can hear it and everything, everybody's like, wait a minute, you have a TV in there? (laughs) Well, not really. But really, it's like easier than wiring a light. You just put your iPhone in there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And then because I can slide it out or just take it off the wall, I can plug it in anytime, you know, to, to charge it up. I especially love impressive, cool ideas that are easy to do. Well, that is really easy to do. Many projects that I want to do at Miniatures are not easy to do. (laughs) Really? I know. Sometimes your ambition gets ahead of you. (laughs) Um, It gets ahead of me. I didn't mean to imply you. Oh, no. I can tell you everything that's in that house. There's probably been two prototypes that are in the trash. And like my refrigerator in my kitchen, which I still want to work on some, 
I bet I threw away four before I ever got it where I liked it. I still am not 100% about it. Yeah, kitchens kitchens can be hard. Now, how did you make your granite counters? Did you just paint that? I did, because I used to have a business where I did faux finishes. So I just painted that, and then I covered it with that UV resin, so it would be really shiny. That was clever. The UV resin is a great thing to put on top of countertops to make them shiny. That's a great tip. Now, what do your grandkids think of your dollhouse? Are they allowed to even see it? They can look, but they cannot touch. They think it is fabulous, and they would love to play with it. And I look at them and go, I will kill you. So they know better. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's grandma's. And do they play with their dollhouse all the time? They love it. They think it's great fun. And they rearrange it and redecorate it, and they have a wonderful time with it. Well, that's wonderful. It's nice of you to build them one first. Well, yeah, because if I had started and built me one first, I'd have never built one for them. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> But I'm glad that they have it to play with. It really is fun. And when they get over it and tired of it, I'll probably redo the whole thing now that I know how to do a lot of other things. Right. I mean, you learn so much. So what do you like best about this? What calls out to you to do these miniatures? And do you think you'll keep doing it? Oh, I definitely think I'll keep doing it. I mean, I love it. I actually like this better than painting, which is not something I'd ever say because that has always been my love. I mean, I've been painting since I was six years old, literally. And I do love painting. And I don't think that I'll never paint again. But I don't think I'll ever do it like I was doing it for a business and selling and doing all that. I think Mm -hmm. I'll just do it for fun for me or for my kids or whatever. This checks every box for me because I'm extremely ADHD. And so the sitting still thing is just not a thing for me. Me sitting here talking to you is this most upset probably in a week. The other part of it is, and there are like 15 different things that I can paint. Like I can paint the floors or I can, you know, make a countertop. Right. And then I can design light fixtures. That's amazing. You know, I think you really said it well when you said it checks all the boxes. That's kind of how I feel about it, too. That, you know, when I was looking for something, you know, it, it's something with variations. that You can do anything you want. Yeah, because I get, I get really bored doing one thing. And that's why I really eventually would like to sell something. I'm sure my husband is praying for that day to happen instead of spending <laughs> money that I might actually could make some money. But I told him, I said, I, everything I've ever done that I loved, I turned into a business and it's ruined it for me because, I mean, not the painting, because that's been ongoing in and out of everything else I've ever done. But I said, I just, I don't want to say, okay, I'm going to make books or I'm going to make this and have to make a million of them. And because I know me. I will get sick of it, and I'll get sick of it fast, and I'll never want to do it again. If I make a bunch of stuff, and I at the end of the day that I have a bunch of things left over, then I can go, okay, well, I can sell some of these things. But there are some things that I can see that I would, you know, go overboard making, like books. I mean, I could have started with 10 covers and just made 10 books, but no, that's not how I do no, no, you started with 350 when I read that. I just started laughing hysterically. I do that with everything. It's just kind of how I do. That's funny. Well, 
the great thing you're doing miniatures because if you made 350 of something regular size, you're not going to have too much room left. <laughs> That's why I'm all over the place because I have about 50 paintings and some of them are huge that I have around. Are you going to do all your own miniature paintings in the house eventually? I've got one in my wine cellar that I, is one of my paintings that I just, you know, made a copy of and hung it up. And I have another one of mine that's hanging over the mantel in the dining room. I didn't paint them. I just made a copy of paintings I already made. So I may do that first. I can't paint the way I paint that small because most of my paintings are like 36 by 48 oh. or 48 by 60. Most of my paintings are big. I mean, I've done some little things, but I just don't paint well that small. Okay, I can I can see that. Well, this has been so much fun, and now I want to go put a TV and a pool table, and especially <laughs> like an arcade game somewhere. <laughs> that was fun. And I love that you did that because of, you know, your family. You had one and your son, because I try to put in things like that, too. I think we all do. Try to put in... You know, things that we grew up with or that remind us of our family or that our kids liked. And, you know, that's what makes each of the art dollhouses so unique and that they tell a story and that they tell something about us and our family and our life. And I love that. Yeah. And mine, I mean, my dining room and my dollhouse, I use the paint that is in my real dining room, which is a raspberry color. I love it. So I put it in there. And actually, and Tea Time Magazine is, you know, headquartered here. And they have used my dining room three times to do photo shoots here because they said, you have the best raspberry dining room we found anywhere. And they it looks good with food and other things. So they use it a lot. And the best thing is I get to, they leave all the food that they Ooh, use. <laughs> how fun. And it's awesome. That is really neat. Now I'm going to, we're going to have to find those uh, pictures to share with our listeners. Oh, I have them. Yay! I have all the magazines, yes. That's amazing. Well, it's been so much fun talking to you and getting to know you more and just sharing our love of this these great miniatures that we do. So thank you so much. Well, it's been fun. And I do want to say one more thing. The people like you and the people that I have met doing this have been the nicest, sweetest, kindest people I have ever run across on social media, ever. They are all so kind and nice and helpful. It is so true. And, you know, something I really didn't expect, I expected to love the miniatures. I I did not expect to gain a community. I wasn't even looking for that. I really almost shy away from that because I love, I have met some lovely people in the art part, but it's very competitive and it could get kind of nasty. You know, this whole social media thing, I'm maybe I'm too old. I was really turned off by the whole thing. But then I met all these miniature people. I'm like, this is this is unbelievable. <laughs> it has been the most unbelievable and best part. By far for me, the best part of doing the miniatures is the friends that I have made doing this. I couldn't agree more. I absolutely, you know, to me the community is real. I have friends. I have you know, some I hope to visit someday. Right. They're all so genuine. Because if you ask somebody, and I am the last person to ever ask somebody, like, how did you do that? Because, you know, in the art world, people don't, they don't do that. Right. 
but I have asked a couple of people and they, oh, here, this is exactly how I did this. Boop, boop, boop. They send me pictures. It's unbelievable to me. Yes, people have been very generous with me as well. I didn't start out thinking I would do a podcast, but I just met so many interesting people and I just love hearing their stories and why they do the things they did. And, you know, at some point I just felt like I need to share this. Oh, well, I'm so glad you're here because I love listening to ev- to everybody. I've listened to all of yours and I love them. I love hearing how people got to do what they do. Well, this has been so much fun and thank you for joining me. And I hope everyone goes and takes a look at your beautiful wood house, which you're which we don't quite know how it'll end up, which just makes it more exciting. It'll be interesting. You know what? I have a feeling, Beth, that with you, life is always interesting. (laughs) That's one way to put it, Beth. Thank (laughs) you. (laughs) Well, thanks again. Thank you for sharing your, your passion and your expertise, and have a great day. Well, this was so fun. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Wasn't that so interesting and fun talking to Beth? I'm so inspired now to go out and do something bold and big and beautiful in miniature, and I hope you are too. My next episode comes out August 24th and features Rabina of the Instagram account My Miniature Abodes. I'm so excited to talk to her. She's an avid gardener and started doing personalized miniature gardens for her friends' birthdays, and from there, she became obsessed. Tune in next time and let's talk to Rabina and find out more. In the meantime, remember, it's your dollhouse, your rules. Goodbye.